Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page. And you, monkey, you're listening to the Potsy and Tito Show. And that's not a bad thing, monkey. That's a good thing. Bang! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Pots and Pans Network proudly brings to you its tag team champions of the world, the Road Dog, Tino Gray, the badass Rob Potsy Potchak, the old age outlaws. That's right. We're the Potsy and Tino Show, uh, brought to you by the Pots and Pans Network. Our theme song is always brought to you by Adam's House Cats called The Wrestling Song. You can catch him on Twitter at HootieFan91. You can catch me on Twitter at Potchak. Uh, I've got a Facebook page, a, a Twitter, a and Instagram. What what else do I have? Do I do I have any of the other social medias? Oh, I have a Snapchat, but I don't ever use it. Tino, uh, I I completely made it so the YouTube channel did not hear our intro. It was Cody Ro- uh, It was it was either Cody Rhodes or Diamond Dallas Page. I couldn't figure out which one it was going to be this week. Um, but it's been so long since we talked to each other. I feel like Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement. Exactly. I think I texted you today. I'm like, I think we haven't done a, a show in 20 years, so I think it's time to get together and do one, man. But that's what happens. I, I We love you guys. We love doing this show for you. But sometimes, man, life happens and, and it gets in the way. I hate it because I, I love doing these shows and I miss, you know, coming on here weekly and, and getting a goof off with you. I mean, I talk to you more than once a week, but be able to get up here and, and, and do a show is. Uh, this is kind of like my release. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny the the uh, the the interesting thing about that is that honestly, it really is like this is this is you and me and our our actual like weekly chat, you know. So so when we don't get to do a show for whatever reason, you know, we might not actually talk to each other for two weeks sometimes. Uh, so so for everyone out there that actually like listens to the show or watches us on YouTube, yes, this is this is uh, two two guys getting getting together. Uh, talking about what's going on with them, and then of course talking about our passion for pro wrestling. So, so Tino, uh, over the past couple weeks, um, I know that I know that you took the whole family out to vote. Yes. Uh, well, actually, uh, we we went in spurts. So uh, Nicole and Matthew went before before school. They had two hour delay on the actual day that the, the voting. I think was the sixth. So they had two hour delay. So he went with her in the morning. I was off work, so when so when I picked him up in the afternoon, he went with me to vote. So he went twice, and then Haley it's her first time voting. She's eighteen, uh, just you know, and she's turned eighteen last August, and this is her first chance to vote. So she's very excited. I'm very proud that she took it upon herself. She went and she voted. Awesome, awesome. It's good to hear. Everybody should exercise the right to vote. It is it is your right and your privilege, and of course, it means that you actually have a reason to complain when everything goes and the shit hits the fan. You see that on my Facebook? I'm like, if you, if you don't, I said, if you don't vote, you don't have any right to complain. Hashtag shut the hell up. You like that? <laughs> I mean, it's it's true. You know, you really don't get the you don't you 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 didn't you didn't exercise your right. To complain, so you don't get to complain. It's just it's how it should be. However, you know the way that the world is now. Everybody complains about everything and anything anyway. So, so Tino, I you know we have talked about it off air multiple times. We have not talked about it on air. Uh, Haley's got a boyfriend. Uh, yeah, Haley's got a boyfriend, and he's a good kid. He's a good kid. I I can't say you know can't say anything bad about him. He's real good. My daughter 
Um, he's, and he's one of those, one of those when he just, I think it's just him. So even when he doesn't think we're looking, he's opening doors for her and carrying her books and carrying stuff for one would carry anything. And when they go out, he pays for her. So he treats, he treats her good. Had to put the fear of God into him, but we did have fun with her. Uh, I think it was last week and the weekend before. Uh, she had to work, and so I'm like, you know what? I had a chance to, you know, just him and I hang out, him and, him and I bond. So I picked him up after church, and he, I took him running errands with me. And the whole time, he's he's texting Haley. I'm like, what are you doing? He's texting her stuff like, your dad's being mean to me, and he's slapping me around, and he's telling me to shut up. Because I am dying right so I'm like, all right, we gotta keep this up. So we get home, and she's in the she's at home, and Nicole's home, and she's in the bathroom cleaning the bathroom, you know, doing her chores and stuff. So I'm like, all right, we're gonna go in here, <laughs> and we're gonna keep this going. So he 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 comes in the house, and he kind of sits at the kitchen table like that, like he's like, um, hands like, where's my he's right there? I'm talking point this right there, right there, yeah. You know? And so she went over to him, and I can tell, you know, she kind of leaned in, and she's like, Grandmother, are you all right? And asking them, you know, what was going on. <laughs> and I, they were whispering, so I couldn't hear what they were saying. And, like, and all of a sudden, she just got up and just walked right by me. She didn't look at me, so I walked, walked over to him, like, dude, what happened? So what you say? He said, oh, man, she's crying. I'm like, ah, all right, so we got to go. <laughs> so I went into the bathroom where she was. I said, Haley. And she looked at me, and I could tell you tell that she was Mad. And I just started laughing at her. And she was like, and then her, then he came around the corner and he was laughing. And the look on her face when it clicked that we were messing with her, <laughs> that made it all worthwhile. And he was like, tell her, I'm like, what'd you tell her? She, she's like, he's telling me that you tried to buy a shirt like this and I'm against the wall, so you better be to my daughter. And you get back at her, like, tell her back to her. I'm like, shut the fuck up. like, Haley, come on now. <laughs> But if we got her, yeah. So he's a good kid. He, we, he, <laughs> so you can help me. You can help me uh, tease my daughter. You're a good kid. Oh, well, that's 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 pretty that's pretty good, man. Because uh, because you had been teasing the hell out of him for a couple oh, yeah, couple did. weeks. Yeah, he's still he's still he's still scared of me. And the, and I'll, I'll text him every once in a while. I like, do. What's your problem? But what what sir? What sir? Nothing sir. I'm like, all right. I can keep that in check. I told him, and he was like, well, he said that. You told him that if he ever hurt me, that uh, they never find the body. I'm like, well, that is true. I did tell him that. I mean, I mean, your your father in law's Italian, so yeah. And I think he knows where Johnny Hoffa is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in the Meadowlands. So, Everybody knows that. But uh, <laughs> so we've had a, so a lot of happening going on in the gray. Another the big thing that's happening at the gray house is uh, so a couple weeks ago when we had the hurricane. I kept. I told you. I think it was like the, they had to change my neighbor's gas meter because that's where we, we were smelling gas. So you weren't just putting your Nicole face had, up to his butthole or anything. You, no, you guess. no. Okay. So, and then a couple weeks ago, Nicole had stomach flu. So now the stomach flu's back. And last night she got home and she's like, "I smell gas in the house." I'm like, "What?" I'd had the windows open, so I figured it came in from out back. So yeah. Come to find out, we had to call the emergency gas people. They came and they checked around. Our brand new HVAC unit, which I don't think was two years old, had like leaks, I guess, it was leaking. And then we had on our meter, I'm like, really? So they turned the gas off last night, and they couldn't, you know, because we had to get the HVAC guys to come check out the the uh, system. And they're like, well, we can't check the system for a gas leak. You guys, the gas is off. I'm like, 
And so I called a gas company. They're like, well, they have tools. They can check. I'm like, somebody better fix and cut my gas back on. <laughs> yeah, you know, why, 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 are we, why are we still having this conversation with me when I'm the one person not doing anything with the stuff? Yeah. So, because my hot water and heat is was was runs on gas. I'm like, you're supposed to get down to the 20s this weekend. I'm like, I want this done. So we finally got all that situated. Nicole still. That's what took me so long to get on the night. She is out down for the count. She didn't go to school today. She went to the doctor today. She decided to come back. She didn't go to school. It's nothing on the work tomorrow. Instead, either she's got uh, stomach flu again, uh, is it diverticulitis, or just H. Polyri, some kind of intestine bacteria stuff. I'm like, oh my god! But she, she does. She woke up two thirty this morning. It was just coming out of both ends. I'm like, yeah, that's 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 lovely. Yeah, I, yes, that 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 is that is not lovely. By the way, that's yes, that's so the opposite. Excitement going on in the gray house. That's, that's a big not lovely. <laughs> yeah, not not lovely. That's the, the other end of the spectrum. Uh, wow. So uh, so so I'm glad we actually didn't set this up to do this live and in person tonight because you probably would have given me the stomach flu. Yeah, nah. I think I'm good for now. I'm like, I try to stay away. I'm like, out here, she's back there. I'm like, I, I still remember that that one time you invited me over to the house, and I was getting ready to come over, and I was like, oh no, it's too late. You know, we'll just do the episode from from uh, wherever. And then all of a sudden, like three days later, you guys are all in the hospital or something with with the stomach. <laughs> I remember that. Nicole and I were sick, and one were in the bed, and Haley was sick. Man, they were like, oh god. Yeah. I remember that. That was horrible. And you invited me over. I, I would have been a part of that. <laughs> every year, it never fails. It's when school starts, she goes back to school, goes back to work, and gets around those kids, or as I call them, the host monkeys, and brings stuff home. Yeah, it's the deadly Motaba virus from Outbreak. you got to watch oh, out for that stuff. God, man. So, and let's see. That's the, yeah, that's about the excitement. I had a DJ... Uh, a private party. Uh, a friend of mine from church. It's his 21st birthday this Saturday, uh, the, the 10th of November. And then um, today was the my property that I was on. Never chose up for sale. The sale became final today. So I get to float for two weeks until the 26th when my property's ready for us all to go on there. So a lot going on. And that'll, that'll, uh, that, that'll be the week after Thanksgiving. So yeah. So lots going on there. That's that's pretty awesome, man. That's pretty awesome. Uh, nothing going nothing going on with the Tino Gray Three. Oh yeah, we got we got a couple shows. Uh, I think we don't have another uh, trio show until just uh, December. Yeah, we got another one coming up in December. So yeah, I'm still I get to get on my uh, Facebook page. I got a Facebook page, just a basic page right now, with just a picture. I got to fill in all the bio and stuff, and it's just yeah, I'm finding time to do that too. I also see that you haven't you haven't shaved your head in a little while. You, you got like a little uh, Carl well, Winslow going last on. Last night we didn't have any gas. I couldn't take a shower. So. <laughs> <laughs> so when, we, when we hop off here, that's the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna hop in the shower and shave. This this is dropping me absolutely bananas. The gray. Well, it's no it's no shave November, man. Like I I I didn't I you know th- this year I did not do and I and I decided not to sign up for November or anything because no one else wants to sit there and do it with me. So I was like, all right, I'm not doing it this year. So I just didn't shave the beard and I'm not going to shave for the rest of the year now, you know, now that we're in November. So it's it's no shave November and uh what I like to call November beard. 
So, so I will be. Well, you can grow a beard. I can't grow a beard. Mine comes out all splotchy and stuff. So I, otherwise, I would grow this thing out. So you're like that picture going around on the internet about I guess I guess it's a basketball player who can't grow a beard, so he's got like four patches on his face, and it's like, oh, this is my November beard. Yeah, and it looks like it's, it'll come together a little bit. So I mean, I don't know. I might one day just just let it keep going to see how far I can grow. But Nicole's on like beards anyway, so <laughs> even if I grew it, she'd be like, mm, it's time to shave it. Like this, and it drives her bananas, driving her crazy right now. So, so uh, you know, the last time you were here uh, was about three days after my brother-in-law Shane started his keto diet. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I I'm going to go ahead and tell you that that uh, I I decided I I wasn't going to do full keto because I, I still want a potato every so often. Uh, but but I decided I was gonna I was gonna go ahead and start up a diet myself. Uh, new regimen, if you will, and and eat better for myself. So I've cut out. Uh, I have not had pasta in two plus weeks. I have not not had rice in two plus weeks. I've not had. I've had one biscuit and one potato in the last two two plus weeks now, and uh, I I can easily say Tino that um, the only other thing I miss is uh, dessert. And, and it's, it's interesting because at this point I've now lost almost 15 pounds in just two weeks. So almost a pound a day. Uh, and and at this point it's not just water weight that's coming off. It actually is regular weight, you know, like, um, but it's, it's interesting, man. Cause like, you know, like it takes, takes a little while. Your head gets all floaty and stuff. Like, like right now talking to you, like my head just started to float off a little bit, but, but, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting cause, cause I had my semi-annual doctor's appointment set up for today, and he wanted me to go in for labs ahead of time. So I was like, you know, the last time I went in there, I was the heaviest I'd ever been going into the doctors. Now, and and what's worse than that is I gained like three pounds after that, okay? So so uh, I went in there today, and, you know, like I don't know about you, but, but it, to me it's almost like a, it, it's almost like a heavyweight fight, like trying to, trying to cut you know, cut everything off of you. Yeah. So, so I'm almost taking my shirt off and stuff to get yeah. on the scale. Cause I'm like, I'm like, I got to drop every ounce I can. And, uh, and no, I, I, I was actually lighter than I had been in my last, uh, I, th- I think it was four plus visits to the doctor. Nice. Yeah. So, so I lost, I'd lost, uh, like I said, I've lost, I've lost about 15 pounds. Um, but even weirder than that, man, is that like, like all of a sudden I have more energy. Uh, I never have heartburn now. Like, like it's crazy. So, so what are you eating if you're not eating like bread and uh, potatoes and pasta? A lot of zucchini. A lot of zucchini. A lot of zucchini. Uh, zucchini, um, the spaghetti squash, uh, you know, salads. But, but here's the funny thing. I can still eat meat. I can still eat, you know, like I, I had a burger a couple days ago, but I just didn't eat it on, on a sandwich roll. You know, like I, I just, I just ate it, you know, cutting it up, um, which to me is perfectly fine. I, I don't care. Uh, I, I went to the store and I found pitas that actually only have six grams of carbs in them. So you can actually eat those. Uh, so I can still make sandwiches if I want to. Like I had a sandwich for lunch yesterday that I, that I built out of a pita. Um, so I mean like, and, and today I, I've used one of those pitas and made pizza out of it because I was like, well, I don't want to be that guy that's trying to figure out how to make like, like a cauliflower crust or anything for pizza. So I was like, yeah, how, how did that taste? Actually, it wasn't that bad. I mean, you could tell it wasn't a pizza, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. 
I probably wouldn't do it again. So I'm going to go ahead and state for for those those listening to the show, not not uh, not not watching the show, uh, that Tino's face when he started talking about that kind of made like that he smells a bad fart look, and it's mm, mm, that's just that's just nasty, you know. Well, that's cool, dude. I don't know. I'm a, like I said, I'm a meat potatoes guy. Giving up carbs, man, because I like I like my bread, and I like my potato set. But if it, if it works for you, I might might give it a try, dude. I'll I'll tell you, I I was I was skeptical of it, um, but but you know, like uh, my brother in law Shane decided he was going to go out and buy like a spaghetti squash. Now that the problem with spaghetti squash is like the prep time. It takes like 45 minutes to prep it, so you have to. So yeah, because you have to like you have to like cook it by itself first, then you have to open it up and then, and then like get everything out of it. Uh, but, but I'll tell you the consistency and everything of it, like it's crazy when you peel it out, it looks like spaghetti coming out of like a vegetable. Like it's, it's crazy. I don't, I don't, I don't know how, like, I, I just don't know how they, they did this. Like they've got to genetically manufacture this thing. It, it can't just be regular squash, but I love zucchini. But uh, I, I, yes, now I love zucchini, and and like what they do is they they basically like uh, almost almost cut it on one of those like like butterfly things to, to cut it up, so it so it actually almost looks like noodles. So uh, my my only recommendation there is if you go somewhere or if you get like zucchini noodles from the store after you cook the noodles, you know, so they got so they got a little heat to them, drain them. <laughs> Because it, it just seems to, just the whole bowl is full of water with, with oh, your zucchini. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really odd. Because, like, the last thing you want, if you're eating, like, pasta sauce or something, uh, you, you, don't want, you don't want all this other stuff, like, you know, yeah. all over everything. So, so anyway, uh, but what's really cool is, you know, I've, I've found some places that, that I can actually get food that I like. I can eat, I can eat buffalo wings anytime I want. I, I I try not to eat fried stuff at all right now just because, like, I'm still supposed to keep saturated fats down because of, you know, having heart surgery a couple of years ago and all. But, uh, but no, dude, it, it's, it, it's, it's crazy because, like, because, like, um, there's a place called Noodles and Company and they have a Parmesan crusted chicken and cheese isn't bad for you. So you can sit there and get the Parmesan crusted chicken and it's pretty low in carbs. Uh, if you get zucchini, zucchini is all dietary fiber. So all the carbs that are in it are actually just helping your body, like go to the bathroom, you know? So, so, so there's lots of stuff that you can do. And then, and then today I went over to Walmart and, uh, I'll go ahead and I'll give a review of it right now. Uh, there, there's, there's some slim fast stuff that they've got out there that that's like, uh, that, you know, slim fast shakes, but, uh, they actually have a keto one, which is, which is all made with like coconut oils and everything else. So it's, so it's like all natural stuff, or at least they say it is. I, I mean, it's it's still a ground powder, but uh, it it's it's delicious and it's four grams of carbs. So like you can you know if you if you don't have time for breakfast in the morning or whatever, you make this eight ounce shake, you drink it down real quick, and you're you're pretty much tied over till about lunchtime. So yeah, that's what in the morning madness I'm looking because it's over there. I got this. That's what I have in the morning. It's like a plant based uh, chocolate powder kind of thing is plant based got all those proteins and um you know veg, the, 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 everything you need in it and then you can make it like a like you put some ice in it and, and i use uh, the almond milk and that's good and you can put a banana in there so i throw a banana in there for a little consistency and a little taste and make some strawberries 
and that's what I do for breakfast and going about my business. Well, fruit, fruit because it's high in sugar, is high in carbs, so I don't use any fruit. But uh, but literally, like the way this thing is, you you mix it with eight ounces. You don't have to. I just use it for the taste sometimes. To add a little. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, I know, I know, and I and I miss fruit, fruit, fruit juices, things like that. Like like part of the things that I absolutely do like, and you know, now I'm not not dealing with any of that. What, what, what about beer? Uh so so Shane. <laughs> So so Shane so Shane and I Shane and I went went to uh, the supermarket the other day and and you know I was telling him I was like well I'd read that you know there's certain beers that are actually low carb and he's like well okay which ones so we started looking and, you know it's like Bud Select 55 has like two grams or 1.8 grams of carbs so you know you can drink four or five of them but the problem with that beer is it's only like two percent alcohol so it's yeah. so it's not really beer you not know really beer. It's like so, yeah yeah kind of. So, uh, but, but like, for example, Michelob Ultra is 2.6 grams of carbs and 4.2% alcohol. So it's actually full alcohol content of a beer. So, you know, you drink four or five of those and you actually, uh, on this kind of diet, because you don't have all those, all those, uh, carbs in your system, it, it tends to cancel out some of that. So it's almost like, you know, when you're eating a bunch of carbs and you're drinking like an, you know, an 8% beer and getting like drunk pretty quick off of it. So it's, 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 uh, it, it works. Uh, like literally if you, if, if I decide I'm just going to eat like salad and like chicken for lunch or whatever, and then I come home and I want a couple beers, I'm, I'm still keeping well within like a 40 carb day, which, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to do full keto, which is what Shane's doing, which is like 20 grams of carbs or less for the day. And, you know, to, to me, that just sounds like you're restricting yourself too much. And I, and I don't want to feel restricted. So if I if I decide I want to you know have a biscuit for breakfast, I'm gonna go have a biscuit for breakfast sometimes. But uh, but no, it, it it works out really well, man. Um, now getting off the diet stuff, and and folks, if you're out there having a diet or whatever, uh, if you wanna if you wanna feel at least at least a little inspired, uh, I took a before picture and I took a two weeks in picture, posted them on my Facebook and my Instagram. Um, I want to want to give a shout out to Kevin Smith for as much weight as he's lost, Mick Foley for as much weight as he's lost. You know, uh, th those guys those guys are really inspiring with how much weight they're losing. Um, I'm I'm trying to do the same thing. The the thing is is that like you know everyone's got to do it their own way. Uh, but I, I went ahead and I posted two different pictures and it, and it, it Tino you saw them. You told me to stop posting porn online. But uh, you did. You can't tell the difference in the shape of your the way your your, your stomach is. Like you have the, the love handles in the first one, and then you can tell where you're slimming out. So I'm like, damn, that was awesome. I was just being a smart ass, but it, it's, it's awesome, dude. I'm proud of it. it, it it's funny because because you know Ward, my my former my former tag team partner here on the podcast, uh, he he posted he posted a picture of DDP going like this I saw that. and and he's like he's like bro you know what you need to do next bro you know and and, and yeah I, I do need to get back on the ddp yoga uh because i think that that that'll probably have me hit hit a goal weight that that is well below what i actually thought that i could do at this point but uh but but yeah so so on on the other side of stuff, I mean, we're already 20 minutes in. We haven't even talked about wrestling yet. On the other side of stuff, second issue of Junior High Horrors has an official launch date of November 28th. So nice. so it will be in stores on November 28th. And then today, I just got the numbers in. And uh, Junior High Horrors number one made the top 400 in comics for the month of September. 
shut up. So yeah, so that is that is the first comic that I've actually had hit the top four hundred. So I want to thank everybody that listens to our show, that watches us on YouTube, uh, anybody that that gave a chance to Junior High Horrors. Um, absolutely blew me away. Thank you so much. Uh, looks like the second issue is going to do the same thing. I'm wearing my JV shirt today. Uh, I'm sorry, my, my Frederick shirt right now. Um, I actually have some cool new shirts planned that, that I may be launching shortly because because uh, the, the covers for issues 2, 3, and 4 are all too good not to have t-shirts made out of. So so uh, thank you, folks. And, and yes, if we can continue this trend of, of sales being where they are, we will look into doing the plushes, which is what everybody's been asking about. Um, solicitation for issue number four is in. So, so now, as soon as I finish the script for number four, that was the initial allotment that we were guaranteed. It does look like... As long as issue three's numbers come in, somewhere around where issue two's numbers came in, the book will continue past number four. So that's yes. awesome. awesome. Uh, also talked to my artist on my other book that has not been announced yet, and and you know he's he's got some other stuff going on, but he is still committed to doing the book, so that's that's pretty awesome too. Um, but yeah, so lots of good stuff going on with the comics. Uh, I, I did a, I did a little thing at Cardinal Gibbons, uh, with, with Cardinal Gibbons High School, where they actually help a, uh, a youth group, uh, there's pictures of it on our, on, on my Twitter page of, uh, me basically doing art for, for underprivileged kids, thought that was pretty cool, um, we announced Louis Small, the, the artist of Vamp, the former artist of Vampirella actually doing a cover for issue number two for Arkham Comics, and we have a special guest artist doing a cover for number three for Arkham Comics, but not not allowed to announce it just yet. So, so that's what's going on with the comics. Uh, issue three, I saw artwork for it today. Looks phenomenal. Uh, I think everybody is going to love uh, reading the book that that Robert Kirkman may have called awesome at San Diego Comic Con. So, so Tino, that's what's going on with me, brother. On to wrestling. On to wrestling. So, okay, so we haven't talked in a while, so we absolutely had the Evolution pay-per-view, and I have to tell you, the last woman standing match did not disappoint at all. Absolutely phenomenal match. The Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler match, also phenomenal. Uh, and and Shayna Baszler went ahead and, uh, and cemented her, her legacy being a two-time NXT Women's Champion uh, and putting together, I guess, three of her four horsewomen, as was prominent on tonight's episode of NXT. Yes, and, and I, I wasn't, I was uh, fairly surprised at the, uh, the Nikki Bella and Ronda Rousey match, too. That went over better than I thought it would. Definitely looked like it was completely scripted from, from the get-go to the end. Uh, I, I was going to make a, a bad 90s music joke of... of from from the window to the wall, uh, but, for, for, for what it was, for what it was. It <laughs> I thought you were doing a. I thought you were doing a gold dust impression there for a second. For, 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 for what it was. Champions of the. We, we, we are the world. <laughs> so for what it was, no, you're absolutely right. Like like they, it, you know what it was. It was in the same vein as like Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. You know, it was. 
and and obviously, like people are going to say that's sacrilege to say something like that. But what I mean is that it played up both of their strengths, it kept away their weaknesses, and it told the story that it needed to. That Ronda Rousey is unbeatable, even if you have twins trying to beat her. Yes. So, yes. so the the question is because we also had Nia Jax win the women's Royal Rumble or. or Battle Royal. I'm sorry, it wasn't a wasn't a Royal Rumble, but but uh, had her win the Battle Royal, so that means that we're going to get the rematch of Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, but when is that going to take place? Is that it's not going to be Survivor Series? I guess it'd be the pay per view after. You you think they'll do that, or do you think they'll hold it off to Royal Rumble time? Um, well. I would normally say no, but to because of what happened this Monday, they might. They might hold it off? Yeah. Yeah, because it does look like they're going to go with the Nia Jax versus Ember Moon little feud for a while. And we'll start going to try to tag uh, team her with uh, Tamina. You know what? If they do the women's tag team championships... I am totally down with a Twin Towers, uh, Natural Disasters, um, I'm trying to think of, Legion of, Legion of Doom, you know, like, calling them the Samoan SWAT team would be perfect. Yes. You know, yes. Uh, I, I would be completely down with that. In fact, give them Paul Heyman as their mouthpiece. Absolutely, I just want Paul Heyman out on Monday Night Raw for three hours talking. It was funny because I was listening to you know I know you don't like uh, you don't like Conrad Thompson, but I was listening to him and Tony Schiavone. They were talking about Halloween Havoc, and they were saying how when Ron, Ron Simmons um, was the world champion in, in uh, WCW, they said that he was a total package. I mean, he had the, he had he was athletic. He had the power. The only thing they didn't have, he didn't have, with the mic skills. They said, "What if they had put him with uh, with a with a uh, Paul Heyman? You know how awesome that would have been." Well, remember though, back then when we're talking about young Paulie Dangerously, we're not even talking about Paul Heyman, and we're not talking about the Paul Heyman with the mic skills that he's got now. Uh, where where if you actually watch the Q and A of Mick Foley, Twenty Years in Hell, after watching the actual Twenty Years of Twenty Years of Hell in a Cell. Uh, you, you actually uh, hear him say that when he worked for ECW and Paul Heyman was was you know ha- helping him with his with his promos uh, like the Kane Dewey promo and everything else he just let him go because it was all about the emotion right and 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 he said he said so I got all that across I got all that emotion across but the difference is, is that like I, I still didn't get it where I nailed every one of my pieces without missing a beat like like and that's what Paul Heyman does. Paul Heyman goes out there with like three little kernels of what he wants to talk about, and by the time he's done, he's set up an oak tree, you know, like, like, and but but back then he didn't because this was this was before you know like like he had that conversation with Dusty Rhodes where Dusty Rhodes said, "Go out there for six minutes, sell me the match, baby," and he goes out there and he's sitting there, and and all of a sudden they're telling him to run long. And keep going and keep going. So he gives 13 minutes of just pure heart from himself and everything. And what we end up getting instead is he goes backstage and he's like, So how was that, Dusty? And Dusty goes, That was great, baby. But where's the money? Because because Paul Heyman didn't have the the skill back then to actually 
make you put your butt in a seat. You know, that's yep. that's why our wrestling group's been talking about, like, right now it looks like we're going to get Brock Lesnar, the Universal Champion, against Daniel Cormier in January in the UFC. And if we actually get that, the, the joke is whether or not they're going to have Paul Heyman come out and be like, Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. You know, and, and like, actually, like, could you imagine people losing their shit if Paul Heyman actually came out? Like, like first of all, Brock Lesnar's going to get booed in a UFC uh, arena because, because they look at him as a guy that keeps bouncing back and forth. Well, Daniel Cormier is also looked at as the people's champ in, in UFC, to quote, you know, the, to, to use the name of The Rock there. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. But uh, anyways, yeah, I would I would love to have. I, I think that Naya and and uh, Naya and and Tamina being packaged together would be devastating. Yes. You know, like like I I would I would be totally cool with that. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think they're trying to hold them off from each other. I think they're trying to build up something else so that, that way when we finally get that match, it's what it needs to be because right now it also looks like Alexa Bliss is going to be injured for the foreseeable future and it almost looks like they're putting her into a leadership role on the show where she may be Baron Corbin's uh, Baron Corbin's understudy rather than an actual wrestler for the time being. Yeah, I'm trying to think, what does she do? What do you mean, what does she do? She, she's hurt. What is she hurt? What is, what's going on with her? I, you know, it, I, nobody really knows. They thought she broke her nose, but it doesn't look like she broke her nose. So, so I mean, it, it could be any number of things. I, I just, more than anything else, I just hope she's okay and, and it's not a career-threatening injury because because she, I mean, she would be sorely, sorely missed in this industry. Uh, the way that she has lit lit up the women's division like like you know a bat out of hell, like she she came up from NXT ever uh, never having won anything, and all of a sudden she was you know the the first uh, the first two time women's champion on both programs. You know, like like that's it just goes to show you like like some people just get it, and Vince actually sees something in them and and lets them run with it, and she's been able to do that. Now, granted. No one's ever going to say that she gives five star matches, but but I mean she is she's magic on the microphone. So, uh, yeah. So so we got to see that we got to see uh, we we got to see uh, Trish Stratus and Lita actually take on Mickey James and 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 Alicia Fox. It just sounded like you were burping. So anyway. But uh, but we got to see that match, and uh, then the next night we got to see them come out again, and and I was a little bit shocked by that. Like I I kind of thought that they were just going to be a one and done and, and off the show, but you know that that took a week, and now they're gone. Yeah. Also, that next night we got uh, goodbye Roman Shield, Roman Reigns. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we um. Let, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and tackle the elephant in the room. It seems that Roman Reigns had been suffering from leukemia and uh, had to relinquish the title. Um, and and I mean, it was nice to see that the WWE universe dropped their dropped their "We hate Roman Reigns" for five minutes to actually give the man the, the credit he deserved, 
and saying thank you to him for for how he how he was stepping down. Now, granted, he stepped down, but he he totally came out and said this is not this is not goodbye forever. This is just goodbye for now. And uh, and and I like hearing that because it really does show the amount of fight that 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 cat's got. Um, and and interestingly enough. Later on in that evening, you know, we before before the later on in the evening, but at the at the beginning of that, like after he was done, the shield comes out. They do the fist bump, and uh, Seth Rollins is visibly crying. Uh, Dean Ambrose looks like he's trying to hold it in. Uh, apparently, the WWE did not disclose any of that information about who was suffering from anything until Roman went out there onto the stage and actually into the ring to to give that speech. Uh, so I, I think they did it the right way. I, I have to assume, though, that, that Roman had probably discussed it with these two guys because they ride together. Um, I don't know, though. I think, I think he, he, he definitely told Vince because Vince knew. And they said Vince didn't tell anybody. He told Korean up the day of, of Raw. Yeah. Um, and what I also found interesting was they finally... And I don't know if it was scripted or she just did it herself. Uh, Renee finally acknowledged, you know, yeah, he rides on that with my husband, Dean. So she acknowledged on the air that that was her husband. Yeah, and 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 we'll we'll get to you know I'm getting ready to to talk about the end of Raw because you know they the the beginning of Raw was extremely sad. It was somber. It was it was kind of like Edge retiring, Daniel Bryan stepping down. Uh, and oh, lost a smile. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. No, but when Shawn Michaels lost to lost to the Undertaker at WrestleMania, when when Ric Flair lost, you know, and they brought him out at the end of the night, you know, like like all that kind of stuff. I mean, it really was one of those moments that that you know you just, I mean, it's heartbreaking. You know, that here's a guy that that you know uh, couldn't make it as a football player, uh, went to his family heritage, and and basically you know worked his way up through the through the channels that you know were set up with the with the performance center and everything else and made his way to the WWE and became became one of the top stars. You know, I'm not going to not going to say that I that that I'm a huge fan of his or anything else. I I did love when the shield first came up. Uh but then he you know, he was an exposed superstar when he when he went solo and and uh and and I think they knew I think they knew that, but Vince was determined. And you and I have had the conversation both on and off the air that that uh, cousins of the Rock get special dispensation. Yeah. So, but our our thoughts and prayers with Roman Reigns and his family get well soon, Champ. Uh, we we want to boo you when you come back. So, um, <laughs> we we do know that that you will be more over than you've ever been. When when you when you when you dude no way like like if he beats leukemia uh and and I guess when he beats leukemia because you know he's determined to do it uh he, he is gonna get the biggest face pop that that there is like there's uh, no one's no one's gonna no one's gonna boo him at this point a road warrior pop it might be a Hogan in Montreal pop. One of the times Triple H came back. No, I don't. I, no, it's it's you know it's gonna be it's gonna be bigger than the Blue Tista pop. Okay. So, um, so anyways, yeah, uh, and then and at the, at the end of the show, we had Dean Ambrose turn on Seth Rollins after they won the tag team championships. Now, what didn't make any sense here is that they worked the entire match together. 
working side by side, tagging in and out, never having that moment where one of them hit the other one accidentally or anything. It literally was just, we go through the whole match as, as, as a team working together, and then as soon as the match is over, they embrace in a hug, and then Dean Ambrose gives them the dirty deeds, done dirt cheap. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. I think I was, a lot of things on uh, YouTube I was reading and, and, and on the internet that they wanted to go ahead because while the Roman th- in which they were saying they were taking advantage of the people's emotions on Roman Reigns thing, and that's why they went ahead and changed, made him, de- made him it, it, it impacted, the heel turn impacted more that night than it would have if they'd have waited, you know? Well, I, I I definitely think that's the case because I think that that they're still in a in a holding pattern on exactly what the the heel turn is because because like Ambrose hasn't said anything you know he's he's coming out like Chris Jericho when he would come out and just grab the mic and then put the mic down and leave it's like what what the hell's going on but but you know as much as they did that as much as they they played on the emotions there negatively they did turn Elias babyface in the same time. Yes. So, so, and you know that when they did that, they were doing that totally because they knew that when Dean Ambrose goes goes heel, they're going to have to have another hot baby face, and Elias was already getting the entire crowd to chant with him. And they also turned uh, Strowman baby face that night. Yeah, but but they kind of had to because Vince doesn't like two heels going against each other in in the big match. Uh and so is, is so, so is Brock a heel or is he a face? Well, it, it, he's definitely heel the way that he left, and now like like everybody in the WWE universe it just transcends hate towards Brock because he really does come and go as he pleases, and now the championship is just you know hijacked again. Worthless. I, I wouldn't say it's worthless because, I mean, here we are talking about a guy that's going to be, you know, fighting for the UFC heavyweight championship as well. And, you know, if if Vince has made a deal with Dana White that lets Brock show up with the Universal Championship in arm, and all of a sudden he wins the UFC championship and suddenly he's showing up on Monday Night Raw wearing both championships, you know, there's there's something to be said about that, like, like, it's it's transcending. It's not it's not little at that point, you know. But uh, but but anyways, yes, they they did turn they did turn Braun Strowman babyface again, uh, just like four weeks after he had turned heel, um, and and then we got that match at at uh, Crown Jewel. Did you watch Crown Jewel? Yes, I did. So. Baron Corbin hits Braun Strowman on the back of the head. They say in the back of the neck, hits him wherever. Uh, and then he proceeds to take five F5s from, from Brock Lesnar, including one to the outside floor. And from from the ring, folks, so if you haven't seen this, Brock Lesnar picks him up and drops him on his face outside the ring from inside the ring. So so this isn't just your normal, oh, he just did it on the on the steel. No, it like he literally just dropped him out of the ring. Uh so there's rumors now that, that Braun Strowman is is in trouble with the brass. What did he do? It, apparently what everyone's saying, uh, based on what they're hearing, is that is that he's showing up late all the time, he's leaving early all the time, and it's like every time he's built up favor with the WWE uh, creative or the people in charge, he seems to do something that basically sticks his foot in his mouth 
and causes him to take two two steps back. And that's that's the going story as to right now why he is not the universal champion. But but I gotta ask you, Tino, if that were really the case and they were gonna punish him on a show like Crown Jewel, Brock Lesnar would have hit him with one F five after getting hit in the back of the head and the match would have been over. Yeah. They they they, they purposely didn't do anything to not make him look strong here. They, they did everything they could to make him look like an unstoppable monster that was going to continue to get up, and it took five of the Beast Incarnate's best move to put him down for the count. Yes. Including, like I said, one, two outside the ring. So so I, I, don't, I don't believe that Braun Strowman is not... Is, is, is it, I do not believe that he's in trouble. What I believe... Okay is that what they're going to do is play up a story very similar to when Steve Austin was not able to get the championship way back in the day, and and the authority figure, in this case Baron Corbin, is the one holding him back, and and now that we're getting close to uh, to to Royal Rumble time, I think that, that the month of December through the Royal Rumble, uh, Braun Strowman will be told that he has no chance of getting into the Royal Rumble. Uh, he'll get fired at some point, Maybe even hijack the show and and basically force Baron Corbin into letting him into the Royal Rumble, which at this point would make him the number one entrant in the Royal Rumble. I agree. I mean, it's that's that's great storytelling if you want to make him into the monster over babyface to face Brock Lesnar. You protect Brock, you do all that, and you make the story all about Braun. And so far, this past Monday. That's what they did because Baron Corbin kept running from Braun Strowman. Now, so the other match I want to talk about, which I thought was awesome, I loved this match, was DX and the Brothers of Destruction. And Triple H wrestled half that match with a torn peck and could not use his right arm for a majority of that match. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, well, we say he could. Part of that match was, and he's on the outside. When he tried, he was supposed to swing Kane into the barrier, and he kind of like pulled him. And Kane kind of like, okay, <laughs> and threw himself into the barrier. And, and they both went in, yeah. And then yeah. and then Triple H just kept moving, like, okay, that's just the way it was, you know. Like, but uh, I, you could you could really tell how how much he was. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, the the match felt like in in certain parts, it actually felt like when you're on a really cool ride at like Disney world and you're not supposed to see behind the scenes. And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, the whole ride stops and lights come on. Yeah. You know, and that's he, what happens when he got thrown out of the ring. And you could tell when he got hurt cause he was on the floor and the ref kept coming over to him and they were buying time. You could tell And I think he was telling them, Hey, tell them to leave my arm alone because I'm hurt. Well, yeah, and and like, but you could really tell, like, like there was a back body drop that he was supposed to do at one point. At one point, you could see him lift his legs up so that Callaway could pick him up to do yep. like the tombstone. And of course, it was supposed to be like the tombstone that he peels himself off of. And and I mean, it was just like it was like watching watching a slinky not want to come apart, you know? Like and one of those one of those uh, pedigrees he did. You could tell the Undertaker just fell before. It- Undertaker felt started falling just a couple of seconds before Triple H went to go move the move. Well, I I think that was that was in concern for his own face hitting the ground because you know when you sell a pedigree correctly, you, your face just goes into the ground. 
but but you know the, the Undertaker always puts his knee in the way, so he only takes half of one anyway. But but yeah, you could definitely tell like like and I'm and I'm trying to show show the motion, and it's funny I got a flu shot today, so so my arms all like like tightened up. But uh, you could see that he couldn't he couldn't do this motion to get his arms and like the butterfly to actually pull up the the arms behind behind Callaway's back to have him to have him go for the for the pedigree, and then he did the same thing to Kane for the win. Uh, now I am going to tell you, watching Shawn Michaels as a bald bald man, like like it. It, it was, it was I mean weird. it was weird. It, oh, it was totally weird. My favorite moment of the entire match, though, was when he went to the top rope and he went, "What the hell?" And he did the and he did the moonsault and and he hit and it looked like I mean it looked like he took the brunt of everything and and you know he just kind of fell into the Undertaker and Kane, but but you knew at that point he was like, "What the hell, bro? Let's just do it," you know, like. And, and, and another one of those moments were at the end of the match when him and Triple H are sitting in the corner. And he can't get up. And he looks at Triple H and goes, you can, you can read his lips saying, we're too old for this. <laughs> what I thought was hilarious was that he had a bloody nose at that point. And it wasn't just... It wasn't just a bloody nose. Like, he was going like this, and it was bleeding. Like, like yeah. it was... He just kept going like... And he looks at him, he's like, I got a bloody nose. And, and, and Triple H is like, I got a torn peck. You know? <laughs> like, and, and then... And then, interestingly enough, to get up from that moment, like... Like Triple H put his left arm around Michaels and lifted Michaels up, but you could tell he had nothing to, to like he had nothing left in him, and and you know the arms dangling, and he's like he's like we gotta we gotta hold our arms up, man, we we gotta we gotta raise our arms. And the only problem that I have with these two matches, yes, I think Shawn Michaels should have gotten the win in his return, but I totally think that that the Undertaker should have went over in one of these two matches, and and for whatever reason. He didn't get to, and you know, like I, I don't know. I, it obviously doesn't tarnish his his history or his career. Um, they did look better in this match than they did at at at, uh, at Super Showdown. Um, yeah, Kane looked like it, it's funny, man. Like like Kane normally can still go with some of the younger younger dudes, but he 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 was the one that seemed like he was holding this match back when he lost his mask. Oh, yeah, and and did you notice by the end of the match he put the mask back on? He should have just left it off at that point. We seen you without it, dude. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, what? What's the point of that? So I don't know. Now let's get to the part of the pay per view that I didn't understand and royally pissed me off. Uh, do we even have to? You know where I'm going. Well, I I know that that CM Punk is rolling over in his in his really expensive apartment right now. Because the WWE did everything they could to give that moniker to a non-wrestler, and and here's here's the worst. Not only a non-wrestler, McMahon. exactly, yeah, exactly. So so here was the weirdest part about this. Okay, not the fact that he inserted himself so that there would actually be a match. Not not any of that stuff. Although the match was lackluster. Uh, he went coast to coast on Dolph Ziggler, ended up getting the win off of it. But, but after he won the match, he he was jumping around like a twelve year old kid, kissing the kissing the trophy and what? Mm-hmm. Supposedly he's going to have a heel turn. 
Well, yeah, well, apparently it started on Tuesday, but then he kind of backed off of it in, in the conversation. Well, it started on Tuesday before the pay-per-view when he said, he was kind of heelish thing and said, you know, anybody, if you make it to the finals and you lose, you're fired. Well, see, now that would have been great if he'd actually fired The Miz on Tuesday night. Because The Miz couldn't go, so he was going to lose the match, so Shane should have been like, well, bro, you're fired. Yeah. You know, and, and then, the, I mean, The Miz is such a good heel that he'd have been able to sit there and turn it into a direct babyface turn immediately by being like well, they this. They were cheering him this past week on SmackDown, if you notice, and he's like, two-thirds of that trophy is mine, and people started, yes, yes, and cheering. So I think the, I think the Miz is on his way to a face turn. I, I think he is too. I think I think this whole move with Daniel Bryan is going to lead them to have another match. But I wouldn't be surprised if they try to turn Daniel Bryan heel because now that his wife is heel, kind of makes sense that they would both be heels. Yes. You know. Now, granted, I don't know if the WWE universe can actually like take a Daniel Bryan heel turn right now. No, they can't. But it'll be interesting. Uh, speaking of heel turns, Tino, I'm done talking about these shows unless you want to talk about the lineup for uh, Survivor Series so far. But I want to talk about the heel turn of all heel turns. The white meat babyface himself, Johnny Gargano, being the man yes. who had to be the one that beat up Aleister Black. Yes. Now, now he... Well, yeah, Alistair is going to kill him. Uh, but here's... Did you notice that... Did you watch Did you watch NXT this week? Yes, I did. Okay, so you saw that, that uh, Candice LeRae, his wife, asked for a match with Nikki Cross. You probably also noticed... Now. What's that? Was that SmackDown now? Yes, yes. Well, but they were in England, so it kind of makes sense that they would bring her out for that. Okay. You know, kind of like when when uh, John Cena was the champ, uh, was the Intercontinental champ, and he, or U.S. champ, and he called out whoever in the back, and Sami Zayn came out before he was off of NXT. So it might be yeah. a little while before she's actually a full time performer on SmackDown or whatever. But but uh, but she was wearing gothish makeup. She was wearing black lipstick. So I think we're in for a heel turn from Candice as well. Uh, I think that it's going to be played up as. Johnny and I aren't talking, and I can't believe he would change like that. And all of a sudden, she's going to be the one that helps him get the win against Aleister Black. Uh, so, so yeah. And my girl Nikki's going to whoop her ass too. Well, that I mean that whatever that's fine. But uh, but but I think that that's what's going to happen. I think I think Candice is going to turn, and and they're doing it slowly. And why would I ever be against my husband and da 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 da, da kind of stuff? And and but. But the thing that makes this heel turn so good, because we, up until last night, we hadn't heard from Johnny, and Johnny's still, I'm the same guy I've always been. I, 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 I still, I still go for what's right. I still, I still fight for what I believe in, you know, and, and he's absolutely right. The, the only change is that sometimes you got to play dirty. Now, what I think's really funny about that is they also took the same approach without the dirt with Elias. Elias in his in his babyface turn has been I'm the same guy, you know. It's just now instead of telling the crowd to silence their cell phones and shut the hell up, he's telling Baron Corbin to silence his cell phone and shut the hell up. 
it's, it's the same old formula that we've talked about time and time again. It's already it's over, so just turn it, baby. The Stone Cold and The Rock, they changed nothing about their persona. Nothing. The crowd just started cheering them. And like you said, The Rock, instead of, uh, just like Elias, instead of aiming at the fans, he aimed at whoever he was speaking to. Right. Now, I thought it was, I, I did think it was great when, when The Rock did it, because The Rock went from being way, way, way over in arrogance to way, way, way over in confidence. But, yeah. but yes, it, it, absolutely. But, but, but the Elias one was, Elias didn't change anything. No. He, he literally is the same Elias so far, uh, except we got to see him wrestle. <laughs> So, so the Johnny Gargano heel turn, though, the thing that makes it so good isn't what Johnny's doing, isn't what Aleister Black is doing. It's not even that Nikki Cross is coming out going, I know who did it. <laughs> yeah. It's Tommaso Ciampa's tweets. Tommaso Ciampa has now, he posted a picture where it was DX, so it was Triple H and, and Shawn yes. Michaels, and he changed the faces to uh to to him and Johnny Gargano again. Yes. And and he's like he's like we're getting the band back together. You know, it's like it's it's awesome. Uh and then he did another one where where he basically said said you know, the night in Chicago when I got hurt and I had to leave and I beat up Johnny because because he wasn't he wasn't ready to see what the crowd was like that they were turning on us, that they weren't believing in us anymore since they weren't buying into that. Johnny needed a little bit longer to actually understand what was going on here, and now Johnny gets it. Now Johnny knows what the deal is. So now Johnny's finally evolving like I did, and and now I can finally embrace my best friend again. And it's like, wow. You know, because, because I think we're still one big match away, one blow-off WrestleMania match away from those two being done with each other in the ring, but... But, like, it, it's so good that, that he can sit there and focus on Velveteen Dream and Johnny can focus on Aleister Black and we finally get them away from each other because, I mean, those two were going to kill each other in the ring. Yeah. Like, like they were getting to the point where, like, like someone was going to get a serious injury out of that whole mix. And, and speaking of Velveteen, he held his own. He held his own against Lars. Oh yes, he did. But but of course they got to keep him looking strong. So what do they do? They bring Tommaso Ciampa down, and Tommaso Ciampa just walks right into an elbow. Like what the hell? Or an axe handle? I mean, like what? Yeah, he jumps what? off the roof. Why would why would you get that close? <laughs> like maybe because he I don't know. You stay on the top of the ramp and you start running your mouth on the microphone. Like that's how you don't get beat up as the champ. He literally walked into a beating. Just pull Leo Rush. <laughs> the big man. The big man. The big man. He has somebody I ever love a nerve. I wish somebody would shut him up. Did you notice at Crown Jewel he came out and he started that, and then all of a sudden when the match started it was done? Yeah. No 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 talking during the match. Shut the hell up. Yeah. It was it was it was right. odd. So Tino, I got nothing left, bruh. Me neither, bro. Me neither. So, 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 actually, let's go ahead and and we'll we'll give our we'll give our quick thoughts on the Bullet Club. Isn't the Bullet Club anymore? Yeah, well, I hadn't, I hadn't had 
had a chance to keep up with that. What's going on? So all the guys that we know as the Bullet Club are now no longer calling themselves the Bullet Club. They're calling themselves they're calling themselves the Elite. And rumor is that backstage, the reason why they are no longer the Bullet Club is because they didn't make any money off the Bullet Club because New Japan owns it. So all that merchandise and everything, uh, Matt Jackson came out on the Jericho Cruise and actually said, every time I see one of those shirts and a two suite going up, I made exactly zero dollars. Oh, man. So, so a lot of the thought there is that they're, they're removing themselves from being called the Bullet Club so that they can go ahead and focus on making their own money. Uh, a lot of people also think that it could be because they're, they know that the Bullet Club can survive by itself still in New Japan because New Japan will keep it going with with Tonga Tom, uh, uh, or Ta- yeah Tama Tonga uh, and and they're now calling themselves the OG Bullet Club which I think is funny because because uh, Finn and 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 the Good Brothers were all wearing shirts that said OGBC yeah you know and and now yeah. all of a sudden they're not wearing those anymore. But uh, but but yeah. So so a lot of people actually think that the reason why they have distanced themselves from calling themselves the Bullet Club is so that they can be ready for a big money deal coming down the line in January from uh, from 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 the E. Double double E. Yes, the double double E is as as Kurt Angle would call it. So, so now I am done. I have nothing, nothing else. We're we hit the hour mark. So I'm gonna let you take us out of here. Well, you've already hit all your all your social medias at the top of the show. We're gonna run them through them again. Absolutely, we should. On Twitter at Potcheck. Um, you can find me HootieFan91. The show is uh, Potciantino on Facebook with the Potciantino Show. Um, as always, we're gonna say. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Adam Housecatch for the wrestling song. And until we meet again in another 20 years. No, <laughs> we'll be better, folks. Until we meet again, you hear Rick Flair off in that big house in the hill in Charlotte, and he is saying, Woo! Woo!